Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We are heading into our last episode of the series, Integrating the Spiritual. And this one, we're covering the topic of hospitality. And I think this one is one that is near and dear to all of our hearts. So we're pretty excited to get into some of the topics. But before we do so, we have our connection question. Okay. How do you calm yourself down when you are feeling stressed? Anybody? Erica? Um, usually, I like to take a bath mm, with lots too. of Epsom salts and mm-hmm. baking soda. And I put my iPad in there and I probably stay for at least an hour and it's like scolding hot water to just melt my stress away. Did you know that that actually burns calories? I I read that. Yeah. 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 Well, I heard the Epsom salt bath does too. Yeah. And baking soda pulls out the toxins in your blood or something, Mm. I think. Yeah. Or so they say. Okay. I'm all about pulling the top. Well, that's my workout regimen. You <laughs> see. <laughs> so I do that about twice a week usually is my goal. And I I really do find when I miss a week and don't take that, I feel the difference in my body and I can like carry huh. stress more. Yeah. yeah. But those just kind of help regulate throughout my week, you know, once or twice taking a, a bath. Yeah. Just to get outside of like the busyness and just sit in some hot water. <laughs> yeah. For an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she got that from me or what, but I'm I'm a big taking a bath person as well. And I realize the same thing when I don't do it, um, I can just sense it. And yeah. so um, we do the Epsom salts. We keep Dr. Teal's yeah. Epsom salts we have the same in one. business. And so um, <laughs> they are not supporting this podcast, yeah. but I think they should. To. <laughs> yeah. And um, I do the same thing. I take worthless TV on my iPad. and um, But I also like to go outside. And sit on my back porch. Yep. My problem, though, is I cannot sit on my back porch unless it's perfectly clean and set up. Mm. And so I'll spend 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, just getting it ready. to Getting sit. it ready. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'm so hot now. And yeah. so, yeah. So um, when I feel stressed, those are kind of things I do. I just pull away a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. The topic of stress. Um, I definitely, I do lots of things, but kind of the thing that I hear echoed in all of our things is rhythms. Like we Mm -hmm. have rhythms established in our life that help us to deal with stress Mm -hmm. and, you know, the anxieties and all of that stuff. Um, and I have kind of the same type of thing. Uh, I, (laughs) I three am a lover of baths. (laughs) You do a podcast from the back. Yeah. <laughs> or a hot tub or something. Yeah, okay, that's not. really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like baths. Um, but honestly, 
probably my biggest thing, and I don't mean to like go all spiritual, oh, but I know. Do not integrate the spiritual into okay. your answer. <laughs> I have to. Okay. Um, silence and solitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is. Okay. I have been practicing this now ever since I went on a silence and solitude retreat. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah. a year and a half yeah. ago at Miss Deanna led. Um, and ever since I like learned the, just, I don't know, the discipline of those practices, mm-hmm. I have literally seen the hugest difference in my overall anxiety level, my stress levels, the way that I respond to stress. Like our bodies were literally created, like God created our bodies to rest mm-hmm. and to relax and to drink him in and to, you know, and so if I don't have those practices in my yeah. life, yeah, everyone around me sees it. Like yeah. everyone feels it, you know? So, um, it just makes a huge difference. And so I have to be very disciplined about like having regular silence and solitude times throughout like my whole entire week. Yep. I think that's what a bath is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, unless you <laughs> lock the door, unless you're one of those moms that has those kids that just slam that door open, they don't care, you mm. know, what mama's doing in there. But didn't you notice that a lot of our stuff had to do with just being by ourselves, being by ourselves, being quiet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know it really is needed. Like we need that. But yeah. anyways, I'm okay. getting into like a whole other spiritual yeah. integrating the spiritual yeah. bath time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, let's get into our real topic today. Um, integrating the spiritual into our hospitality. Deanna, would you open us up with this concept? I feel like this is one that you have been practicing for years and years and years. And so will you talk about that? Like, yeah, this is a touch point for me. Um, So we're, we're thinking about church and how we integrate the spiritual in the church through this idea of hospitality. And so you think hospitality would just come naturally in the church, but unfortunately it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I also realized, as I would talk to a lot of people, I teach a class on this, that they have a very different attitude um, or definition to what hospitality is. And so anyone that's kind of from my generation or older, we think of hospitality very much in a Martha Stewart type of way. Well, the old Martha Stewart. Um, <laughs> Not the embezzling money. Joanna yes. Gaines. Yeah. Yeah. Joanna Gaines, where the table has to be perfect and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And so, okay, so let's move into the environment of the church. And when I'm saying church, like the church building, as well as the group of people that come into church. Mm. And so it all starts with the attitude that you come to church with. Yeah. And so I think we all know that you can, there's a spectrum of how people come into the church. Mm-hmm. And um, just it's it's been quite a few years that I've just realized that I need to be thinking of others when I come into the church setting. And so that goes, I mean, very um, opposed to when I walk in, it's about me. What are you going to do for me? I'm here to maybe just check off a box. Yep. So, um, you know, this can be a, a thing that's really hard. So what we did at our church quite a few years ago is um, I gave out this little 
booklet type thing called Why I Should Exercise Hospitality. And the main thing in it was a lot of people think, oh, that's not my gift. I'm mm. not good at it. Mm. So I'm not I'm not held responsible for that. But if you if you look into the scriptures, hospitality is actually a command mm. where Paul tells us to pursue hospitality. Hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I take it very seriously and I try to teach it. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, even to those that feel like, oh, that's, you know, I just, I just really struggle with it. I'm awkward. There's just a variety of ways for any personality to do this thing called hospitality. Yeah. It's making someone else feel welcome, mm -hmm. making someone else feel less awkward themselves, mm -hmm. and just showing a kindness and it being a real kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and practically too, you know, because I probably I've heard this repeated quite a few times, and I myself use it as an excuse. Um, I'm not super great with like um, small talk mm, and. Yeah just like lighthearted conversations. <laughs> Everyone yeah. who knows me knows like I want to go deep and I want to go deep quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that everybody else does. Right. And for a while, I kind of sat on my high little horse with that. And I was like, well, no, that's I just want to be substantial. And I, you know, but right. the thing is, you just touched on it is making others feel less awkward. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it, it's an art form. And some people do it really, really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but for those of us who don't, including myself, yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of tools and resources and books and stuff like making small talk, how to talk to strangers, um, different books and podcasts and stuff that you can even sharpen your own relational skills yeah. to be able to enter into those conversations a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, um, that's a few of the books that's on my summer reading list and yeah. stuff It's just because it's not an excuse. Like I can't sit in that and just say, well, that's not my that's not my 10 or that's not my strongest suit. So I'm not going to do that, you know, yeah. um, because when you do take that kind of heart and mentality of it's just, it's not about you and how can I love others better? Yeah. It all of a sudden just kind of opens the door for you to take that on yourself. Yeah. You hit you on know? a point of how can I love others better? Well, that, that's basically what we're here to do. Right. Love the Lord. I got with all that heart, soul, my strength and love others yeah. as yourself. But how many times do you hear it talked about like, Oh, well, being better at small talk or not helping other people to feel less awkward. Like when yeah. do you ever hear that talked about, you know? Yeah. There, and, and there's, there's, you know, quite a few of us extroverts. Yeah, um, that's true. That, you know, like to go deep. But I think my husband is a really good example of this because mm -hmm. he, he is what you would call true introvert. Yeah. Once you say that, Erica, daddy is a true introvert and, um, he just realized for the sake of what we do, yeah, he needed to kind of break out of some of the things that just make him feel more comfortable. Mm. And so, you know, when you go into the church, and let's just take it from the perspective of you are actually a member of the church, okay? You've joined in with that church, and you have this group of people that come every week. Mm hmm Okay, so we normally see them on Sunday mm -hmm. and maybe once or twice at another church thing throughout the week, but something happened. I don't know when it happened, but the doors of our homes slammed shut. Mm. I remember when our door slammed shut when I was a preteen 
And so we have all our reasons why it does, but I think we need to start opening the doors of our home again. Mm. And that's when you get to know people. It's like every relationship. Um, you know, do, did you know your spouse on the first date? Yeah. No, there was some awkwardness. There was like the the standard little shallow questions. And yeah. so we have to be willing to go there. Yeah. And um, but we have to be willing to after another time and another time and another time, be willing to just share a little bit. Yep. And I think that's where people get scared mm-hmm. to share. They've been hurt. Going back to the Joanna Gaines, yeah. our home isn't perfect. Our it's home isn't perfect. In. Yes. I can't tell you yes. how many times I go over to people's homes and it's the first thing. I'm guilty of it. The yeah. first thing, I don't, please don't mind my house. Yes. Please don't mind. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, we, it we makes apologize. me feel a whole lot better yeah. <laughs> about my own house. You know, now, you know, I have said to people, like, if you're going to have people over, you know, at least maybe like just wipe down the bathroom and the oh, area yeah. they're going to be in. Like, you know, there are elements of that. And, yeah. you know, make sure, you know, the cockroaches aren't running around <laughs> in the kitchen area because that, I mean, that makes it a little bit more of a struggle. Yeah. But yeah, we need to start um, opening our homes, opening our lives more and getting to know the people in our church. Yeah. And this is why. Um, all through the New Testament, we see the use of familial terms. Yes. It's um, how Paul addresses, you know, Titus and Timothy. It's in Galatians, um, the family. Mm-hmm. And so if we start thinking of that group of people that we meet with as a family and we start applying the same techniques, um, ways we do things with them, I think it'll help our mentality toward um, just being more open and hospitable and and friendly and family and Mm -hmm. relaxed with each other. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Something I do want to touch on just because this may be not the majority of people. I think most people probably do fall into that category of like Lauren is saying, like, don't mind my house. Like I'm we live life like I have a bunch of kids running around, um, especially having boys running around everywhere, playing outside like it just Mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, But then there's some people on the other end of the spectrum, like myself, who I'm a little over the top about keeping my house a certain way, which is an obstacle for me. I think about that when having people inside my home and that's, it boils down to, you know, pride and selfishness at at the end of it all. But it's prioritizing, like I want my home to be picture perfect and perfectly clean all the time. And if I let people in my home, it's not going to maintain that Mm -hmm. because I know I can control it when it's just me and my husband in the space. But the second I let in, you know, friends with the baby, it's a whole nother (laughs) ball game. And I am currently learning how to slowly baby steps, no pun intended, (laughs) deal with that because it sounds stupid to people who who don't struggle with like the OCD-ness of things. Mm -hmm. But that is a mind, because I can spend the whole two, three hours of having someone over and just spend the whole time cleaning up after them, picking up after them. Uh, I'm just going to stay in the kitchen and clean all the dishes while you, my husband entertains them. And then it's like, she didn't even spend time with us. Like the whole Martha Mary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so we've right now have steered everything to the home. Which, yes, we should open the home. We should, you know, be just comfortable in our home with other people. But you can do other things first till you get more comfortable. Hey, let's go out for a cup of coffee. I want to hear your story. Yeah. Or whatever you like, you know, um, the soda or whatever or lunch. Okay. Just, you know, making just that quick 
decision to say, I want to get to know you better. Yeah. I want to get to know you better. Yeah. And um, I have found that it really works. Well, especially too, because it just, it establishes a relationship. It establishes a friendship, you know, that um, kind of lets the walls down a little bit, you know, it establishes a trust, you know, and then all of a sudden you do like, you you don't even realize it's happening. It's such a slow thing. You know, all of a sudden you're like, I really want these people to be over my home. Yeah. I really want these people to be in my life. I really, yeah. you know, they, they mean something to me. I need to have them in, you yeah. know? And so it is, it starts with those small steps. It starts with figuring out how to um, become better, a better conversationalist. Yeah. Small t- it, and then, you know, being bold and stepping outside of your comfort zone and inviting someone to coffee yeah. and investing in those relationships and getting to the point where, you know, you've been so faithful in these small steps that now all of a sudden God is changing the desires of your heart. Right, right. And he's saying, let these people into your life. Yeah. Let them deeply into your life. Let yeah. them into those struggles. You know, maybe you need help yeah. cleaning up and organizing and getting your home together so that you can do this. And it's just, it's not your strong suit. And now all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of sisters in your house helping you organize and clean up. I know that yeah. you two have done this for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we're a little bit of an organization freaks. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Listen, well, that's not my turn. Like, yeah. So, you know, I, I think back and so much of so many of my passions come out of like experiences. So I was always the pastor's kid. So I didn't know the feeling of being on the outside. Mm. And so um, when we went to Bible college, um, our small Bible college was a ch- attached to a church. And we would go to that church and we were as college students, like treated like the redheaded stepchildren, Hmm. like no one in the church, like talked to us, um, invited us into their homes, Hmm. no one. And it was a small college. So we didn't have a whole lot of activity and stuff. And there was this one family that sat behind us and they, they would actually talk to us. Hmm. I mean, it was that bad. Wow. Like people in the church would not talk to us. And so here we are college students away from home and the church was so, oh, they just, we were on the outside still. And then um, went to a little church right out of college and that pastor and his wife brought us into their home with a couple of the other people. And that turned into rook playing for <laughs> 10 hours into the wee hours of the morning. Yeah. Erica Pry remembers this. Yeah, um, you and the the little friend of my pastor, um, their daughter and Jonathan, they'd go into the bedroom and they'd watch Disney movies. They'd just, they'd fall asleep. I'd fall asleep in one home and wake up in the next day yes. in my own home. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Every weekend. Yeah, there's no telling it. what they were doing, them little five, six, seven-year-olds <laughs> back there. But it was just, and they didn't, like, it wasn't perfect house. Yep. It was like, what whatever we have in the kitchen, we'll yeah. put together. And yeah. Sometimes, honestly, it was potato soup. Yeah. It was potato soup. And like, she really made good potato soup. Yeah. But it was top notch potato it was, soup. Yeah, it <laughs> but it was just like, okay, we're just here together. Yeah. And so then when we went to another church, we had two little kids at that point. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday we would walk out and we would see um, blood families, you know, or people that have known each other for like 30 years. Yeah. Oh, I'll see you at such and such place. Oh yeah. Come over to the house. And I don't know how long we were at that church. I think as the church for nine years and one person 
had us over to their house. Mm. And we were this little family. And my children were well-behaved. It's not like they're going to come in and color on your walls. Um, yeah. yeah. They would sit at the table and they, they yeah. no one mm. invited us over mm. for dinner or out with them. And every Sunday I would just walk away like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and I, I think if I can speak to that just a little bit, I think that that goes into the kind of concept of church becoming a social club mm-hmm. instead of your actual place to like exercise what it is that God is teaching you to be and to become. Yeah. And when, when church, because you can all of a sudden cross this line of hospitality and make it like, this is my comfort zone. These are my people. This mm-hmm. is who I connect with. Clicks. This is yes. Yeah. And instead of always thinking of, Lord, what do you want to pull me out of? What do you want to change in me? What do you want to call me into? Um, which will always be out of yeah. your comfort zone, out of the, outside of the people that you know, um, into other relationships, you know? And so we don't ever want to go on that side of right. the scale either of just, well, I'm comfortable with these people and and this is my group, you know, um, because it, it is, it, mm-hmm. it makes people yeah. feel really on the outs yeah. and yeah. something yeah. that, cause my mother called me out on this while we were prepping for this episode and she said, you need to have Lauren over. <laughs> oh, I've invited myself over. And then Lauren invited herself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll make it happen. And they were like, no, like, you really need to do this. Yes. Like, get over yourself. Because I, I've been using the excuse of, like, I have multiple excuses. <laughs> my, um, my home is on the opposite of town than church and where most people from church live. So it's like you have to drive another 18, 20 minutes to get oh, over there. Oh, gasp. And oh. then another thing <laughs> is we <laughs> we live in an apartment, so it's not like much space. Um, so that's my other excuse. But really, those aren't excuses. And then my other excuse is I don't know how to cook very many things. But So you order pizza. So, right. Which I have done b- before. Um, but what I was going to mention was once you find like to maybe – transition from you have your own click group like you've found you know another couple or another family who's your kids get along with your kids yeah, and yeah there's y'all a are season now for that. comfortable that's, that's with good. them and if you know like there's you know one of the other spouses tends to be more extroverted than maybe you and your spouse are but you know y'all build that connection you could tag team yes. in one of your homes and yes. co-host a dinner or a lunch or a game night so that yeah. it's not just you and your spouse if you're introverted because like you know there's me and you know my husband but we have friends now who I'm very comfortable in my own home with or my parents or something we could co-host so it's not all the pressure like share bringing food share you know the cost of making food if that's a concern people have is you know I can't yep. feed a big family with a bunch of kids I don't have the money for it we'll find another family that can help offset that mm-hmm. yeah yeah or just do ice cream yeah mm-hmm. ice cream Sundays you yeah. know like what are you guys doing Sunday night come over for an hour and have ice cream mm-hmm. with us or yeah. so, you know yeah but well, this this also requires that you make yourself a little uncomfortable for a while. It is. And we do not like to make ourselves uncomfortable. Yeah. We live in a culture of I only want comfort. Mm-hmm. And so that's something you have to work on. The other thing is we live very busy lives. Yes. And so this is where I always say evaluate your busy 
leave margin. Yeah. And so one of the things that I tr I've tried to do, I'm not always good at making sure it happens, but sitting down with my planner and asking Jeff, like, okay, would this be a good Friday or would this be a good something to have someone over? Would mm -hmm. this be a good Sunday to have someone over? Mm -hmm. Would this be a good time to say, hey, let's go out to eat? Like recently we just um, texted a group of friends and we have just, we haven't been with them in a while. And we're like, hey, we got a new restaurant Fork Grove Barbecue, by the way, in Anderson, <laughs> plug. plug, plug, plug. And it's just like, oh my goodness, we finally have a real barbecue place. And we're like, you want to try it out with us? And so, you know, they paid their way, we pay our yeah. way. And so, um, you know, just making margin in our life. And so what I do notice is we, we allow margin for those people that we feel comfortable with. We have the same group of people that maybe we'll go out to eat with after church or, or, or whatever we do Friday nights with. But hospitality is not about, one, entertaining, and it's not about my comfort. Mm, that's it's good. about getting to know your brothers and sisters in Christ so that we can be a help to them. Mm. We know the best ways to reach out to them spiritually. We can be there to hold up their hands. We know what's going in on in their life because I'll just be honest, like Sunday morning church, do y'all have serious conversations with people? No, it's all small talk. It is, it is. There's just no time for yeah. it. There's yep. no time. And so- And Facebook does not count people. No, no, Facebook, Facebook does not count. does not yeah. Count. Yeah. So make time um, in your life for this. Don't be burdened down with the concept of entertaining. Yeah. And then my other thought is bring people into your already life. So um, you got already life. Like, what are we going to do already? Oh, we're, we're going to go do this. Like, we talked about that going to barbecue place, mm -hmm. Erica and uh, Matt with us. And we're like, hey, let's see if the, well, Beep. Let's see if those certain friends want to go. And um, it was something we were already going to do. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So for, for me, this whole um, hospitality concept kind of happened um, when the Lord opened up my mind to the whole compartmentalizing relationships and having like friendships, um, or like work relationships. Like these are the people that I, that I worked with. And then these were my friends. And then this was my church family yeah. over here, you know? Um, and I feel like he really kind of turned all of that on its head and like a couple of years ago now started talking to me about this concept of like integrating all of it. Like it is, it's all one, like it's not, it's, it's, you know, it goes back to the concept of integrating the spiritual in all aspects of our life, you know, and knowing that like you're carrying the call of Christ with you everywhere that you go, but inviting all of those relationships into like one sphere, like my church family is not, or my, my church people are not just my church people. They are my church family. Yeah. And they're not just people that I see on Sundays. They're actually people that I am supposed to do life with, that I'm supposed to carry the burdens of, that I'm supposed to walk step in step with. And like, they're supposed to be in my home. They're supposed to be at my kid's birthday party. Yeah. They're supposed to be over my house throughout the week. And um, just the same way that I call my mom just the same way that I talk to my sister or brother, yeah. you know, like I'm supposed to be living 
a integrated life with them, you know? Um, And the thing is, you can't, you can't do that for everyone in the church. No. Nor can the pastor and his wife, nor can the hired staff. Right. It's the responsibility of every um, person that says, this is my church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when everyone else carries the weight of that, now all of a sudden you attend a church where this isn't an issue. Right. Because everyone is like carrying their own weight in, um, and like, I hate even using that word that the weight of that, you know, because when you really actually practice this and exercise this, it's not a weight anymore. Yeah. It's an absolute joy. It really is. I mean, you have some relationships that you have to work at, that you have to work at, you know, that you're like really intentional with, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you know? Um, but I will say like, it, it does become just a part of you that almost, it, it just brings excitement. It, it, yeah. it brings like, you know how like sometimes you just get those moments where you're like, man, I just know that my heavenly father is looking at me and just like warmly smiling at me yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, like that's what it feels like. There are moments. So one of the ways that, um, I practice this with, with my home, we have a pool in the backyard. Yeah. I heard about this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our house is very much set up to be like a summer entertaining house. We don't have a ton of like inside space, but we have an acre and a half fenced in yard. We've got a pool in the backyard and all this. So, and it's like a haven for kids. So in the summers, we really try and like have, have people over and host a whole lot and stuff. And so we've opened up our home to, um, just like the church kids to do water Wednesdays, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. the kids are out of school and, you know, a lot of the moms from our church are teachers. So they're yeah. out for the summer mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm like, come on over. Like, let's do water Wednesdays, you yeah. know? And so if you go to our church and you would like to come to my oh, home. No. <laughs> All of Anderson. I know, right? <laughs> water Wednesdays. Um, but anyways, it's, you know. Um, Something that uh, you also have done or it I think y'all have done it once now but y'all want it to be a tradition and it's coming up in just a few weeks is the whole fourth of July yes. party and it's kind of oh, centered around a, a cornhole tournament <laughs> which my husband and brother are all about because um, they won because they year. won the yes. trophy last year and they're <laughs> they coming back the, to the massive like two foot it's a trophy. real trophy <laughs> so, oh, yes. I mean they went all With out engraved plates <laughs> no Lauren did, and Mark yes. went all out and I what I I mentioned this because I, when I sh- when we showed up last year, I came in with this idea of what I thought it was going to be. And then that quickly and not, I'm not saying this in a negative way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know half the people here. Cause it was like your family, random work people, yeah. their yeah. family, yeah. their random work people, and then <laughs> church people. So it was like, y'all mixed, y'all integrated so many relationships of your life. They and it was like, we're going to host y'all show up, bring some food and we're going to play cornhole for three yeah. hours. Yeah. Like yeah. bring your kids, bring your wives, bring your dogs. <laughs> Bring your yeah. chickens. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's all integrated. Yeah. 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 Lauren and Mark are very good about this. Mm-hmm. Very good. They're a great example of this. Yeah. And um, and anyone who has come over knows my house is not the cleanest. It's not the most organized. It is not the most. I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff well. Uh, keeping my home clean is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but she does still, wipe down the toilet. Though. I do wipe down the toilet. Y'all will have a clean toilet to pee in if you come to my house. But I mean, it's it's something that 
like I, like I was saying before, it, it brings joy. It really does. Like, because that's something that my husband and I know, first of all, this, this house that we got, we didn't even know that we were going to get. And we knew as soon as we like walked on the property that this was going to be the Lord's house. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. Like, yeah, it really, it was, it was just something that naturally kind of flowed out of us. Like, how can we bless people with this resource that the Lord has given to us? Yeah. That's how we did our house too. Yeah. When we, when we got it many years ago, I'm like, I want an open floor plan. Yes. We have, we do not have a large house, Yeah. Um, but we have an open floor plan so that no matter where you are in the house, mm-hmm. you're with the other people. Yeah. And it was, it was you know, sought out with that intention. Mm -hmm. So just being intentional about this concept of reaching out to people and being hospitable to them and just, you know, trying to help someone else feel part of the gang. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just even as a kid, I always looked at that person sitting by themselves and I just felt sorry for them. Even mm. to this day, if I see an older person sitting at a restaurant by themselves, I'd be like, oh, Jeff, let's ask him to come over. And he's like, Deanna, they probably want to be alone. <laughs> and, you know, it's just Sometimes. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that, you know, I feel. Now, we talk about church. We um, developed this thing in our church. We started a, an encouragement team with yeah. the women's ministry. And I'll just be honest, it was hard to get this thing rolling. And kudos to the ladies that have done it because they've come up with some amazing ideas. Yeah. So they have just come up with all these really unique ways of just bringing different groups together. Mm. And um, we even have these things called dinner for eight. Yeah. You know, where, um, what is it? Eight people will yep. go into a home and just and, and they're randomly picked yep just so you can get to know other people because mm-hmm. um, clicks are so easy yeah they start out with really good intentions but then you have three or four couples or you know this little group that really get along yep. and then they don't want anyone else to mess that up yeah and um yeah if i'm anywhere near clicks i i try to bust those things wide open yeah you know i mean have your close friends Absolutely. but not to the exclusion of getting to know other people yeah um always take your back take yourself back to that time when you were the new person yeah mm-hmm. which was very recent for yeah. our family it was yeah. just a few years ago in our church you know um and and I can, I can remember that time, you know, um, but there, there's another, um, couple in our church who do this really, yes, really well. Yeah. Um, Joan, I don't know if you're listening, but, um, her and her husband were some of the first people that came and sought us out. And I have yeah. seen them like they, they've formed this rhythm and they this is what they do. Yeah. And if there's a new person at our church, they are invited over to their home. Yep. And it was just like you had said earlier, it's, it's not usually, they don't have like stocked pantries full of items right. and food, you know, so that they can do this, but they always, it's just whatever they have, yeah, you know, and they're, they live like really close to the church yeah. and they have us, they had us over for dinner and it was the first connection point. Our kids were welcome. Mm, they didn't yeah. make us feel awkward for having, I mean, Sammy and Isaac were three and four at the yeah. time. And so those are young kids who don't sit at the table real properly. <laughs> Actually, Sammy had a fit. That's why we had to leave that day. I remember that. <laughs> That's funny. You know, but so, <laughs> but they did this really well. And I've seen them do it with so many other people. Yeah. Like 
oh, we, we went over, we went over Joan's house, you know, like, yeah. um, and it's been really cool to, to watch them. And then we also, yep, we have the dinner of eight. Um, and that's the same thing. Like yeah. people have dinners and different people host in their homes. Yeah. Um, and then that the encouragement team did just start the yeah. meet and greets, yeah. you know, and it's the same thing. It's one woman inviting, um, like a few different people from our church, mm-hmm. from our community into their home just to get to know you. That's yeah. literally, and they sent out mailed invitations, y'all. I know mm-hmm. who does that anymore. It was, it was hand, like you got invited to a wedding or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Handwritten. But yeah, when I got my invite, I RSVP'd to go. And then I, and then I went to, to mine that I got signed up for. And I love how they did it because it was, uh, there was the host person. So it was in their home and it was actually uh, a lady that lives in the same apartment complex as me. Um, and she lives by herself. And so it kind of got rid of my excuse that I can't have people in apartment. Oh boy. <laughs> and cause she went up me. know us or what? <laughs> yeah. But it was, she hosted in her home, but she had a co-host kind of like what I mentioned yep. earlier of a lady from the encouragement team. So I love how they've done that. It was, a lady from encouragement team who maybe does already ha- know most of these people coming yeah. matched up with someone who wants to host in their home, who doesn't know as many people they, you know, uh, shared and bringing the food, but it wasn't about the food. It was very like minimal food. It was more like for an hour on a Saturday morning. Yeah. The point is we're all going to go around and give a little short testimony so that you don't know the girl across or the woman across mm-hmm. the room. That's what we're here for. Let's all acknowledge. We yeah. don't know each other. Right. Yeah. Right. We are going to after today. Yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be awkward. Let's just acknowledge like this yeah. is the purpose of this event. Yeah. Um, and something I was also going to mention was if you were um, like a, a single girl or you have roommates or something and you're maybe worried about, you know, I don't want to impose on my roommate's space, having people mm-hmm. over, um, if, you know, always ask them. You never know. They could, you know, want to do it for, do it with you. But also you could find someone in the same like season of life. So you could find another single girl or if you're a young mom, find another young mom. Or if you're a widow, another widow um, uh, or newly married, same thing. Like find or honestly, someone not in the same season of life. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. But We've I remember had single girls use our home. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say how when I was living at home before I got married, just in the last like three, four years, um, I just invited all the other single girls to come into my homes on Monday nights. And the thing about our home, like my mom mentioned, it's all just one big space. So you kind of know, and I grew up when my mom did this, me and my brother knew when my mom was having a Bible study in the home, you just give up your home for a night and yeah. that you set the tone because yeah. like these women coming over every Tuesday night or every Thursday night, like that's important to our family. Like we go in our own space. You don't come out, you stay quiet, you entertain yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to come out to pee, do it quietly, like, <laughs> stuff like that. But it's like, that was the tone set in my home. So I loved getting the opportunity then to do the same thing to my parents and forcing them <laughs> into their back bedrooms. If yes. you have to pee, just yes. come out and do it quietly, yes. Deanna. Yeah, and keeping the dog quiet was always yeah the hassle yeah. but it is possible yes. but even if it's like even the dog has to be out there like who cares like yeah. it's and it became a really awesome time for like eight to nine girls who otherwise wouldn't have had like relationships with each other like just get to know each other set people in a different setting outside of four church walls yeah and naturally over time you get exposed to one another it gets easier it yeah relationships it does. have to be forged yeah. over time yeah. yeah well there's um just a few things i want to say first of all invite people not like you yeah um you know i've met people that they only want to be around people like them 
And um, there's a lot to be said about that, but I won't say it. But yeah, invite people not like you. Invite sinners. Mm -hmm. Invite unbelievers. Yeah. You know, um, invite your neighbors. Yeah. yeah, and 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 mix it up a little bit, and um, you know it's amazing what you can learn yeah. from people not like you. The other thing, well, and oh yeah, what what's the harm in inviting? They say no. I know. Yeah. They say no. Yeah. There's um, our Fourth of July party. Yeah. We invite. We do. It's it, we invite our neighbors and stuff. And can I tell you, my my neighbor, um, not a believer. Yeah. He loves yeah coming to that fourth of july party and 80 yeah. percent of the people there are christians yeah. i mean we are we all go to church we yeah. all you know and he's the only one there with a beer in his hand yeah yeah <laughs> you know but he still feels so welcome yeah, that's okay so loved yeah so you know and he's genuinely i have seen it in his eyes he's curious yeah he's curious about what all these people have and and everything else you know and yeah. so um I know that God's doing something there. Yeah. He wants to be there. Yeah. You know, and it meant the world to him last year. His wife was out of town. She couldn't come. And he came anyways yeah. by himself. Like, I mean, and it meant everything to him that he was there. Yeah. You know, and so, and he asks us about it. You guys doing that 4th of July party again? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we'll be there. You, you coming? You yeah. coming? Um, one of the things that you can use, and we use them here at the podcast, I've been using them for years, is these little boxes you can get with conversation starters. And so um, some of them are called talking points. I think one of them was something that Oprah years ago said was one of her favorite things. It's topics for when you have people over and stuff. And so what I'll do is when I'm inviting a random group over for a dinner, I'll put two or three of the cards, not knowing what they are, under their placemat. And I'm like, okay, y'all, we're going to get a little awkward here for a minute. The thing is, at first, they're like, they look at me like I'm crazy. But three hours later, yeah, we have shared. Yep. Um, we have connected. Yep. Sometimes we've cried. Mm. We've laughed. And so, yeah, there's help out there. Yep. There's help out there. All right, ladies, let's go ahead and wrap this up here uh, with our fun cup question. How do you order your eggs? Scrambled with cheese. Scrambled with cheese. What kind of cheese? Cheddar. Mm. Do you put salt and pepper on them? Salt. No pepper. No pepper. Okay. <laughs> I, it depends on my mood mm -hmm. because of course I, it does. I do <laughs> as with everything. Um, but it really depends. Like I personally love like an eggs Benedict. So there's egg oh. on that, but it's poached. I think, I think it's poached what? egg. What? I, I love eggs with a hollandaise sauce. Come yeah. on. Mm -mm. But also if I'm just getting it, like it depends if I'm like getting pancakes with like hash browns on the side, like a cracker barrel moment, I yeah. think I would want. Fried. Like over medium, yeah, with salt oh. and pepper. But if I'm Erica, getting, we're the same person. <laughs> Listen, I warn any of you that try to be hospitable with Erica in a restaurant. Oh, my word. Yeah, my her husband and I, we warn you, she is a diva in the restaurant. I know what I like. Oh, yes. This is crazy. You've literally like just said everything. I'm about to change your life too with how I like my eggs. Okay, you ready for it? Mm. Gordon Ramsay style eggs. What does that mean? Okay. Um, Brandon, if you're listening, I know you listen to this podcast, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about right here. Gordon Ramsay eggs. They are slow cooked yeah. scrambled eggs. Okay. But I'm telling you, it makes 
every bit of difference. You cook them for, okay, so you literally like break the eggs into the pan. It's a cold pan, okay? And then you like whisk or spatula or whatever and slowly you put it on the stove for 30 seconds and then you take it off the stove for 30 seconds and you keep whisking the whole time. It takes like 10 minutes total to make these I was going to say, I'll have to schedule this into my planner. (laughs) You're going to taste these things and you're going to be like, I'm never eating scrambled eggs the same ever again. (laughs) And you don't add the salt until the very end because apparently they turn your eggs gray. Did you know that? Is no. that what does that? Yeah. Salt turns your eggs gray. Isn't that weird? If you put them in too, too soon. Huh. So, yep. And then you add a little bit of creme fraiche right at the uh, end. What's creme what the fraiche? heck is that? <laughs> it's like a sour cream. I don't know. I just add sour Maybe cream. Maybe whipping cream? Um, I don't know what, like, honestly, I really don't know mm. what it is. But, yeah. and we have yet to actually use creme fraiche. But I feel like I just mentioned Gordon Ramsay yeah. and that's his actual recipe. So we do just use like sour cream. I feel like I'm the best milk. person out of the three to invite over or take out <laughs> because breakfast? I'm the simplest. Yeah. Just as long as there's no slime listen, in my eggs. You Ugh. know, if you come to the Henrikus house, that is true. you are eating good. <laughs> yes. yes, you are eating good. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, ladies. Well, listen, we have had a great time talking to you guys. Um, and basically, this conversation goes back to just being intentional. Um, being really intentional and making a decision to be hospitable. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of the Iron Women.